What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mike Dolce Show. We are back, motherfuckers. We are back. We are back. The Bob is back. The Bob is in the house. So the Bob has been getting sympathy mail. Sympathy mail, yeah. On our membership forums. (laughs) I didn't realize you were so hard on me until uh, the the email started to come in, and I was like, man, do I got to reevaluate my uh, podcast life here or what? Well, didn't all those hours laying in the corner in field position crying, didn't that let you know that your life is really hard? I think it all comes back to standing in the corner with holding out encyclopedia books (laughs) for punishment when I was being babysat by... A babysitter yeah. that will rename nameless. <laughs> it's good for the side delts, though. Yeah. Lateral head of the delta is very hard to hit. Tell so, that you to an eight-year-old kid. Look at your delts now. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, now I understand the, the support email that's coming in for me. And so Bob is actually getting emails, which we appreciate, through our, our, so we, our online membership. You, know, you, you sign up to our online membership program. You have access to our exclusive forums. I'm in there, dietitians are in there, our professional trainers are in there, moderators, and the Bob is in there. It's funny, it started, it first started off like, oh, Bob, oh, cool, I hear you on the podcast, cool, the podcast is great, and it started coming in like, wow, Mike's so hard on you, it's cool, just keep your head up. You're like, oh, man, I feel sorry for you, I got an older brother, too, it's like, oh, it's all good, it'll come back around, it'll make you stronger, and I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Like, I thought it was cool, we're all laughing, having a good time, but, you know. So do you feel, do I have to reevaluate? No, no. Because I'm not going to. Yeah, that's cool. I think actually I'm going to have to turn it up a little bit. Turn it up. Um. <laughs> Great. I'm trying so, to justify it in my brain and I'm like, well, where do we go with this? So everybody who's sending Bob sympathy, little brother, emails and messages for every sympathy message, that's just going to create a 10% escalation to the big brother Big brother. Well, you know what's going to happen now is I'm just like, nope, nope, haven't gotten any emails. Like, nope, <laughs> no, nothing's come through lately, so I guess we're all good. I'm going to put a filter on there and make sure. Yeah, yeah, just directly linked to Mike. Yeah. <laughs> anytime the word brother pops, just anytime the word brother pops up or sibling pops up. Yeah. Or it's cool, keep your head up. Your- <laughs> <laughs> so we appreciate all the notes and... Uh, yeah, it's all in good fun. We, we, it's pretty cool. You should hear and see what Bob does to me behind the scenes. It's actually flattering. You know, I've never really been a part of something like this so it's really cool for you guys to give us your feedback you know it really is flattering it just lets us know that there is a uh, ears out there listening to the voice and you know it's cool good inspiration so many little brothers out there yeah who knew what i need i need a big brother support group actually is that what that is i need all the big brothers to get together all right it would be, be like me george w bush <laughs> donald trump <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Who else would be probably categorized into, into that group? Uh, why are they all conservatives, actually? That's another question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're just oh, having some fun man. here. Thank you, guys. That's really cool. We'd love to see the interaction. Feel free to continue on, and I will continue to escalate the abuse onto the Bob. 
lifetime abuse. Yeah. Um, what else do we have going on? So I've been away. Apologize for not putting out a new show recently. I know you guys are loving our last episode with the world's strongest bodybuilder, Stan Efferding, and one of the strongest men on the planet, Chris Duffin, who actually owned and set the world record for a quadruple body weight. Is it a fucking deadlift or a squat? He weighed 220, and it was an 881 um, deadlift or squat. Sorry, Chris. I forget right now sitting here. I'm not too sure, but I just know those motherfuckers are huge. Huge. They are big guys. Like, you know, when I stand next to you, I'm like, all right, yeah, Mike's a big guy. And then you standing next to them, and then me walking into the room, I'm like, wow, this is a whole nother level of body proportion. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's for sure. I'm 5'10", 220. Those guys are huge. At my, my biggest yeah. Those fools walked in here and made me look like a little person. I they actually know. took up the whole conference room. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, like, yeah, whoa. Literally. All uh, of a sudden, the conference room became a 10 by 10 elevator. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was so hot in here, too. Yeah. Just that much mass and body heat pumping. But it's crazy, though, how guys that big, they're just super down-to-earth, cool people, you know? It's like... You would be intimidated looking at it, like, man, I don't want to talk to those guys. But, you know, after just talking to them and, and getting to know them, man, they're really cool, down to earth, good guys. Yep, yep. And both brilliant in their own right. Both very successful entrepreneurs. Both have built and run, you know, very large, successful businesses. Um, so it was a pleasure to have them, you know, even before the show and after the show, we really, we spoke a lot about business, you know, training. We talk about training all the time. So we spoke up a lot about business techniques that they use, that we use and, and some synergies and such. Um, so really exciting. So if you haven't listened to that last episode, you definitely want to go back and invest the, the two plus hours in listening. Um, so much knowledge was actually dropped. Things that will change your life, change your strength, change your, your physical makeup, change your health. Cause we went pretty deep into the health and the longevity side also, and just honest, straightforward interviews. Dan Efferding and Chris Duffin. That was a, a great one. So I've been traveling quite a bit. I was down at UFC Tampa with my man, Manny Gambirian. Unfortunately, the fight didn't go our way, but he did fight the number two guy in the world, uh, John Dodson. And little known fact, six guys actually turned Dodson down before Manny got the phone call from Sean Shelby. And Manny said, yeah, immediately, yes. Manny, Manny would fight Cain Velasquez if given the opportunity, given the offer. Manny has never turned down any fighter. He is down to fight stylistically. Um, it was a harder matchup, but not you know a, a terrible matchup. John Dodson is really good. John Dodson, who actually knocked out former UFC bantamweight champion TJ Dillashaw. How about that? To win the Ultimate Fighter, I forget what season finale. Yeah, wow. How about that, right? And Crazy. TJ Dillashaw famously knocked out Hennon Burrell. Did he knock him out, choke him out? He uh, TK'd him in the second fight, choked him out in the first fight after dropping him. Yep. So, you know, Manny was able to go go in there, perfect camp, look great, felt great. Now, another interesting fact, Manny comes down, he drops about 30 pounds. He walks around <clears throat> in a, at lean in the mid-160s and fights at 135. Now, he'll get up even into the low 170s because he's a natural mesomorph. Just a, He looks like, uh, you know, he's got a Tiago Alves-esque build really big round full muscle bellies and uh, he is a lifetime drug-free drug-tested athlete through his career as a international um, judoka judo competitor fuck that goes back to i think single digit years in his adolescence he was competing at a world-class level such an honor and a pleasure uh, privilege to uh work with manny manny's the guy that actually he calls usada and asks them to come test him 
because he's so proud of his drug-free status, which, which is really fun. Yeah, he's, he's, he annoys the fuck out of those guys. And they probably don't test him because he's been tested so many times um, that he's not on there. This, the sniff test, as Jeff Nowitzki uh, had, had said before, uh, Manny's reputation kind of stands for itself. But, you know, he, he does get tested multiple times per year. And it's always funny for him to tell those stories. Um, so great time out there with Manville, and we're looking for a short notice rebound fight for him. And then from there, I had to fly over to London. I was going to do like the London, dun, 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 but that's not even theirs. I, I, I think just, that's ours. Somehow the Olympic <laughs> intro is playing in my head. So Yeah, see? Fuck and I think you were just talking about the president music. <laughs> <laughs> the United <laughs> States. Like, like, oh, okay. Stupid American. Yeah. Um, but you know what I mean. And I was actually in England, in London. Right down the street from Westminster Abbey on the Queen's 90th birthday. Wow. It's pretty fucking cool. I have no idea. That's a whole other language to me. It, the, the, the Queen. And I was, I was trying, I was, I was talking to the, 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 the Brits, the, my British companions and friends over there, and I was trying to get a better understanding of the royals. You guys have a, 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 a queen, a queen of the country, but they also have a prime minister, and the prime minister is essentially their president for the Americans, kind of like their president, and the queen kind of has the power. It's like the mom. The queen has the power to really veto the president. Now, the queen, the royal family, they're the richest, one of the richest families in the world, richest in the country for sure. Now, I'm not being disrespectful, but I don't know what they do. And I probably asked a dozen different English exactly what do what do they do? Well, they're the royal family. But what do they do? I know a lot of the taxes get paid to them, but what do they do? And I'm not not being crass. I'm not being disrespectful. Just me as an American, you know, I have a general understanding, sophomore year, high school level understanding in the, the, the English political system and, and culture. What do they do? Uh, it seems to me as a stupid American, they're just very good at meet and greets. And uh, they're kind of the face of England. That, you just hit it on the head because that's <laughs> basically the answer that everybody gave me over there. Yeah. They're just, they're, they're, they're kind of like the figurehead of the country. Yeah. Everyone rallies behind them and that's kind of their cultural icon in a way. Okay, I, I don't get it, and I maybe it's cool, maybe it's not, but I know you guys pay a shitload of taxes to them that they get to pimp around, and really, what do they do for you guys in return? Wouldn't it be cool if they gave half of their wealth away to the struggling economy? Because I did see some very, very severely depressed locations in the UK while I was over there, and those places they could certainly do with a nice injection of cash, or at the very least, some some um, public improvements to the road systems, which were pretty fucking beat to shit. A lot of buildings, buildings, a lot of vacancies, a lot of uh, um, outdated um, construction, a lot of stalled construction. Homes that just were not being built. I would imagine that there's a massive influx of cash that needs to be done. Would be cool to see the royals throw half their cash. And hey, I'm not, you know, definitely we're getting political here. But over the United States, come on now, we got probably the biggest cash problem in the world. Our fucking politicians, they don't know how to balance a goddamn budget. I think our our national debt has increased, has like quadrupled in the last decade or so, something along those lines. Thanks, President Obama and prior President Bush. Um, 
not political here, Republican and Democrat, but you guys need to fucking get a team that knows how to balance a god darn budget because it's bullshit. We are happy, happy. I'm happy to pay my taxes, right. my full and fair like share. like an accountant for president. <laughs> that right. would make the most sense. Yeah, somebody who's good at... Someone who knows how... Yeah. Hey, if you only take in $100, you can't spend 170 Every household out there knows that fucking fact. Why can't our own government get that shit together? That's a whole nother podcast. And I, anybody of you, you, you poli-sci majors out there that you want to come on and, and break that down and share, definitely send, a, send Bob an email at support at thedolcediet.com. We would love to get you on the air to discuss, to discuss some of this, maybe even bring you in the office if you have the credentials to do so. Break down the American political structure, but also global politics. I'd, I'd like to have these conversations. Make sure the subject line is uh, A-hole big brothers. Yeah, definitely. Watch what happens. <laughs> Watch what happens. <laughs> Watch what happens. I don't even know what I would do. <laughs> now, because you're bigger and stronger now, so you wouldn't just be holding encyclopedias. They're outdated. Probably have you holding like a, the box of 46 living leans in each hand. <laughs> yeah, to a certain extent, I kind of do that anyway. So, <laughs> right there on we par, go. Right on par. I don't know how we got into politics, but we spoke about it a little bit. Now, we, we actually have a, a fun show today. And by fun, I mean really depressing. In one way, but then really motivating and uplifting in another. The first concept, the first thing I want to talk about is obesity. The, the, the obesity epidemic, we all agree, obesity, and you, I know you guys agree. You agree with me because I'm telling you that you do agree. Obesity is an epidemic in developed nations in first world countries. The obesity and lifestyle-related illness are the leading cause of death in first world countries. Think about that. Obesity is the leading cause of death in first world countries. Are you guys fucking kidding me right now? Like, are you, are you overweight? Are you obese? Are you that fucking lazy? I'm going to curse. I'm trying not to curse lately. Are you that fucking lazy? Truly, are you that lazy? Do you not care that much about yourself? Do you not care that much about your family, about your wife, your husband, your children, your legacy? Do you not care that much to not eat fast food every day, every other day, a couple times a week? Are you, are you crazy? Do you not care that much to not drink God darn soda? Do you know how many people I see in the airports? At 7, 8, 9, 10 a.m., sucking down 32-plus ounce sodas from the, the fast food, Burger King, I don't even know all the places, all the fast food spots, the lines at the McDonald's are longer than the lines anywhere else in the airports. The faster, the dirtier, the more disgusting the food, the longer the lines are, and I would love to, and I haven't done this yet, but I'm probably now, because Bob got me a really cool HD camera for my birthday, I'm probably going to start videoing and photo, photo shooting, <laughs> taking pictures, let's see, Jesus recording, Christ. recording um, photos of these people and these lines and what these people look like and the bodies of these people and put you guys on blast. I said years ago when I was running the woman's fit class up at Team Quest in Oregon, one of the ladies who was actually kind of thin, um, she had a lot. She had a lot of lot of. She lost a lot of weight, but she was thinner, and she was doing great. 
but she couldn't get in her head what the difference was between clean calories and calories in, calories out. She was of the mindset, hey, as long as I eat less than I burn, as long as I eat less than I burn, I'm going to lose weight. You absolutely are. And then I said, so why do you stay so covered up in your long baggy clothes and your sweatshirts and your long pants? And she said, because my, my skin just looks terrible. I said, okay. Well, that's one step right there as to why we eat high nutrient-dense foods as opposed to nutrient-void foods because the body, the skin cells, the cells of the body need those micronutrients to actually replicate, to give your skin elasticity and that vibrant glow, to, to allow your skin to shrink wrap to your body, but also because through straight caloric deprivation and exertion and overexertion, when micronutrients are low, you're going to be breaking down muscle tissue also. So she was losing weight, but she was losing more muscle than she actually was body fat. So she had this skinny fat physique, and I'm not criticizing her, but I'm just illustrating a point to you ladies and gentlemen listening right now. The quality of your food consumption is massive. To us, it's more important than the quantity. Quality over quantity all day long. Don't count calories. Make calories count. How many times have you guys heard that? So we want to focus on the quality of nutrition, and this comes through education. It doesn't come through people that are just eating once or twice a day, and they're eating shit, and they're eating Pop-Tarts and donuts, and you know what I'm talking about, macro fitters. And that's a bad example for the general public and general population. Now, unfortunately, and I've been posting on our Instagram page at the Dolce Diet quite a bit, and I'm kind of taking issue with the macro fitting culture and, you know, flexible dieting. I, I get it. I get the concept. But when you are juiced out of your mind, you're taking anabolics, you're taking growth hormones, you're taking peptides, you're taking thermogenics, you're taking beta agonists, you're taking an array of pharmaceuticals and over-the-counter supplements to get fucking absurdly shredded, but then you're posting photos of burgers and donuts and Oreo cookie pancakes and you're selling, quote, online diets to a gullible base of individuals who think that, oh, my God, this, this guy, this girl has the secret. I can eat Pop-Tarts and look like him or her. No, you can't. You, you can't. It's not going to happen because if it were to happen, all those fat motherfuckers in line at McDonald's would look like Wicked Sean does on fucking Instagram. Or whoever the, the other, you know, uh, online fucking gurus are, these these people that respect the hard work that they put in. Because I would never say a physique athlete doesn't bust their ass. Absolutely, they do. But they're selling wolf tickets. They are, they are um, taking advantage of the public, of the population. They're committing fraud. They're allowing you to believe that their diet is responsible for their physique when truly their ancillaries... Flex Wheeler likes to call them bodybuilding helpers. It's the helpers that they're consuming, ingesting, injecting 
in whatever quantity that they may be doing so, those are what are getting that, quote, peeled look. Those are what's getting them to that single-digit, low single-digit body fat percentage for men, low teen body fat percentage for females. Don't be fooled, ladies and gentlemen. It's not the Pop-Tarts, the donuts, the Oreo cookies, the ice cream. You guys know it's not that. But you like to be deceived. You allow yourself to be deceived because that makes you feel like it's okay to eat like shit. But then you look in the mirror and you say, God damn, I look like shit. My hips, my belly, my tits, my saggy chin, ugh. When is this going to change? I mean, I eat so well. I had chicken breast yesterday, but then I had a Pop-Tart or three because it fits my macros, and I had a couple beers, but no big deal. Everybody else does. And yeah, I missed a workout today, but I trained really hard yesterday, and of course, I didn't get seven to nine hours of sleep. I mean, who can do that when Kim Kardashian has a fucking marathon on the E! channel at night? I got to be caught up on pop culture and what's happening. So... What my point is, ladies and gentlemen, as it always is, you need to be accountable. You need to weed through the bullshit out there, and you need to understand that in excess of two-thirds of the first world population is overweight or obese, and they will die of lifestyle-related illness, as says the Center for Disease Control, the CDC. Two-thirds of the first world population will die of lifestyle-related illness. The average 21-year-old living today will die five years earlier than the 21-year-old of 10 years ago. Think about that. Because of lifestyle-related illness, childhood obesity and childhood diabetes is at the highest level it has ever been in the history of the human species. Why do you think that is? Do you think it's because people are eating extremely nutrient-dense, earth-grown nutrients, locally sourced, organically um, raised, prepared fresh, as close to its raw natural state as possible, with minimal additives? Do you think that's why the world's overweight? Do you think that's why our children are dying faster than they ever have? Do you think that's why the morbidly obese stand in line like, you know, uh, like the the movie Wally waiting for their Slurpee and and soda at 7 a.m. in the morning so they can have their saturated fat burger or their, their, their croissant with their fake faux eggs and their super fried, um, hash browns first thing in the morning? While they go and then sit on a four-hour flight and fucking fart and burp and be disgusting. Yeah, I see those people every week. They make me sick. And then I probably, and then I'm the weird one because I reach into my bag and I got four meals that I prepared that are ready to go. I'm the weird one. Then I bring a bottle of water on the plane with me and maybe some green tea. Well, that's a weird one. I just don't have time for that. But you have 22 minutes to stand in line at a fucking McDonald's? You kidding me? You Well, actually, be nice here. Yeah, there's uninformed laziness. Are they uninformed? Yeah, I just, that's how I equated in my brain. I'm like, you know what? They just don't know 
the benefits on a scale, you put it on one side and it's going to outweigh the other side is the way I kind of justified in my brain, you know, but it's just me feeling compassion for, for the individual. Cause I know what they're going through in a, in a way. And I just know it all basically comes down to one choice. And that choice is not being lazy to wake up 10 minutes earlier, prepare your meals, you know, do a little bit of research, you know, cause that's how it all starts. It all starts with one choice. That's it. You know, I'm, I am not going to go to McDonald's today. I'm going to make some oatmeal and I'm going to have a nice glass of water. Water, water is disgusting. I can't drink water. What can I put in it? Can I put some high fructose corn syrup in there and make it taste better? I can't drink water. Oh, that's gross. What else can I drink? What? We get these questions every day. What else can I drink instead of water? What, what the fuck else? What, what else do you want to breathe instead of air? Yeah. Like, oh, coffee, coffee isn't good. Is it okay to replace it with five-hour energy? Like, I think you just answered your own question. Think about that, you know, something from the earth that gives you the same benefit as a man-made product from a bunch of chemicals. Like, on a scale, I just equate that to being lazy and uneducated. Yeah, exactly. Now, this day and age... But it's not their fault in a way. No, it's their fault. Yeah, okay. I was going to blame it on the school system and marketing, but same same thing. You know, I just... Going back to the finances thing, too, that we were just being so political about, if we could just start from the ground up and say, you know what, kids? We're going to work on math today, but we're going to teach you how to build a budget through math and in health class, think about all that bullshit they taught you in health class. Honestly, how much, how much of that do you actually retain? You retain, huh, huh, oh, we're going to talk about sex today. It's about what you yes, retain. Bob's favorite day. Yeah, but seriously, if instead of that, could you imagine if they talked about earth-grown nutrients and, and macros and those type of things, like whole, whole food sources instead of, you know, Whoa. stupid sexual relations bullshit that you don't really... That they don't teach anything anyway. They don't teach anything anyway. It's usually just a gym, te- gym teacher <laughs> is your health teacher. Like, think about that. Your health teacher is your gym teacher. Yeah. Like, come on. And how many of you's gym teacher actually looks like, fuck, I, I hope I grow up and look like that. Think about it. I'm, I am, actually. I, uh, I'm thinking. The only gym teacher in high school, Mr. Devaney. Okay. Mr. Devaney was actually... You know, he was, he had a, I'm trying to be nice. He's a nice guy. He was a a weightlifter, big chest, big shoulders, big arms, skinny legs. But he ate pretty well. I remember he'd always have his food with him. Mr. Devaney. All through grammar school, though? (laughs) Nope. Nope. But seriously, though, so if we started educating kids like that, a whole different Outlook could be, you know, formed on that, but that's a whole different topic, a whole different podcast. Which is why we are starting the Chew Foundation. Boom. Boom. And I think I've mentioned it before. Now, we do have our official nonprofit status, the Chew Foundation, which stands for Children Eating Well, dedicated to eradicating childhood obesity and eating disorders. And this is something that we'll be scaling out as we get deeper into 2016. There's more paperwork now uh, that we've received our official um, license from the state of Nevada. Now we have to, we're waiting for our official paperwork from the IRS to come back um, to truly have us listed as a nonprofit, as a 403B, I believe, nonprofit. Um, And we will be the, the 
we're going to be dedicated. You'll see in the near future, and I know everybody listening, I'm going to ask you guys for help spreading the word because we will be invading the school systems. We will be invading the youth groups. We will be invading the religious organizations. We will be invading every community looking for your help to help teach families how to eat properly on a budget, food that is delicious that your kids will scream for that you know will help extend their life and their chances for success as they age and get older. And then if we can teach our children how to eat well, then they'll naturally teach their children how to eat well. And we can slowly but surely start reversing the epidemic that has been thrust upon us by the corporate giants and by the lazy corrupt politicians that allow these lobbyists to just push these agendas right through. We know how unhealthy uh, this stuff is. That's a different podcast down the road when we're ready to launch it. So this all brings us to our next topic, which is linked. So you guys might remember, or you're familiar with the show The Biggest Loser. The Biggest Loser is a television juggernaut launching the careers of Jillian Michaels and Bob Harper and, and, you know, some other, you know, pseudo fitness celebrities. Now, the biggest problem with The Biggest Loser is the information, the science, the lifestyle is shit. Excuse me. They take morbidly obese people, they put them on a ranch in a very controlled environment, they subject them to severe calorie-restricted diets, and they make them exert in a manner that is not appropriate for individuals that type of medical history, that type of training history, and those type of physical limitations. Because why? It makes good TV. It's Americans find it funny to see a morbidly obese person running all out on an incline treadmill that's higher than an Olympic athlete can probably handle for more than 30 seconds or so while their favorite toughest trainer is standing behind them screaming at them about how weak they are. America loves that shit. And then the people, the, the fat people break down and they cry on TV and it's just... The ratings go up and people tune in, people watch it. And it's just terrible. I hate it. It breaks my heart to see this. We work with a lot of the morbidly obese and the overweight and those with with metabolic conditions. We work with them every day in our office and we take a whole nother approach. But anyway, I want to talk about Miss Allie Vincent, who was the winner of season five of The Biggest Loser. Allie Vincent actually lost 112 pounds on The Biggest Loser and was brought on to the Oprah Winfrey Show back in 2008 to discuss her amazing transformation and all this awesomeness about how great it was and how great she looks and great, 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 great. And then now we fast forward eight years later and we find out that Miss Allie Vincent is severely depressed She's put all of the weight back on, and I quote, the truth is I kind of spiraled, she said. I got home, and I was like, what do I do? What do I do without the ranch? I went out. I partied with my friends. I woke up, and I was just like, this isn't me. I don't want this life anymore. Let's hear a little quick soundbite. Of Miss Allie Vincent. Uh-oh. Here we go. After that, I'm at a point right now where it's so easy to be where, like, if I keep going in the direction I'm going, like, I don't know if I'll ever come back. Like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to have the strength to 
do something different. And on my anniversary, I, I just, I didn't get out of bed all day. And I... She went from 234 to 112. I just was... I was ashamed. I was just ashamed. I was embarrassed. I was like, I, I don't know. I just, I just, I don't know. It was a low point. It was like probably my lowest point. So Allie Vincent, 234 pounds, morbidly obese, loses 112 pounds and looks great. She actually looked great. I don't know how tall she is, but actually at 112, if that number was accurate, she looked great at 112. Probably would have looked awesome at 120 or so. I would assume she's in the lower five foot range, the five two to five four foot range. I would put her at. But recently, she posted on her Facebook page that she'd put all the weight back on, and she had a hard time posting this and admitting her defeat, and that. She had gone from feeling alone to having thousands of people reach out with support. She had the ultimate highs and could never dreamed of as well as nightmares that she wouldn't wish on an enemy. Um, she felt alone. She pushed people away. She hid. She slept all day. She ate. She tried to feel satisfied and satisfied and comforted, but nothing to allow true satisfaction and comfort. On April 16th, she did one of the hardest things in her life, and she joined Weight Watchers. Weight Watchers. Are you kidding me, Allie Vincent? Weight Watchers. You went from the biggest loser, caloric deprivation, fad diet, no education, no science, no structure, and you join Weight Watchers. Quick fix, fad, processed food, bring you into the system, keep you in there, monetize you, hit you with monthly fees and service charges to feed you garbage. She also talks about how she starts each day with a a shake, a certain shake, a meal replacement shake, a meal replacement shake. And then now, oh, and then she's asking people to join some sort of, you know, diet site that I'm not going to mention here because guess why? Because people are trying to monetize on her failure and she's actually trying to monetize on her failures also. Instead of teaching people to eat real food in moderation all day long based upon activity. How hard is that, ladies and gentlemen? How hard is it to wake up and have a bowl of oats with some fresh berries and some seeds and some almond butter? How hard is that? It takes me less than two minutes to prepare and go to our Instagram account at the Dolce Diet. Take a look at my breakfast bowl. Delicious. Looks amazing. Takes me less than two minutes every morning to make that, and I look forward to it every single day instead of some pseudo-processed meal replacement shake. And this is a morbidly obese lady telling you what she's eating. And then she's going to Weight Watchers, processed food, having having to pay for her weekly weigh-ins, having to pay them to weigh her in weekly, having to pay, unless she's got a sponsorship deal from them right now, which I wouldn't be surprised if she did, going through and living that lifestyle, guess what? 
Unfortunately, Ali Vincent, you will not sustain the weight you lose on Weight Watchers because you're not making a lifestyle change. You're not changing your life. You're simply dieting. Now, we know the Dolce diet is not a diet. It is a lifestyle. We are here to educate you, to educate the population, to teach you how to eat for optimal health and a longer, more successful life. During that time, you can achieve massive performance and physical cosmetic goals, lean mass goals, if you so choose. We're teaching you how to feed your body the way humans have been eating since the dawn of time, by eating earth-grown nutrients, real food. No pills, no powders, no potions. That's why we came up with that tagline over a decade or so ago, because that's what works. That's what we know what works. And then, Ali, I feel terrible for you, and I'm so scared for you that you've lost 112 pounds, you rebound, you put it all back on, now you're going to try the next best fad diet, you'll probably lose some weight, and then you'll plateau, and then you'll struggle, and then what's going to happen? You'll probably, if you really want to hit your new goal, you might resort to self-abusive strategies and techniques, overexertion, caloric deprivation, nutrient deficiency. It's going to have a, a, a cascade of hormonal and emotional problems as a result of that. And then you'll rebound once you do go back to any semblance of a more flexible lifestyle because your body, your metabolism has just been so beat up. Now, as a juxtaposition of Ali Vincent's story, we want to reach out to a gentleman who contacted us. When did he contact us, Bob? Gordy contacted us probably about less than a month ago. And what did Mr. Gordy have to say? He said he just wanted to thank you in general and the Dolce Diet for his journey and his progress in weight loss and how he's really transformed his life through our principles and our books. So Mr. Gordon Samus actually went from 300 and is it 333? 333 pounds down to 226 pounds, I believe. 338 to 226. 338 pounds to 226 Which pounds. Which is exactly 112 pounds, the same as the, the Weight Watchers girl. Which is pretty interesting. And we're looking at his photos here. He looks fucking amazing. Not only does he look amazing, but he's continued to look amazing. And he's continuing on the journey, on the process. And now he's sharing this information. He's a football coach. Yep, football coach. Sharing this information with his team of young, impressionable athletes. Let's get Gordy also, on the phone. Also, yeah, uh, ex-college athlete, University of Virginia, ACC, offensive lineman. Yeah, we'll give him a call and get him, get him going. Let's get Gordy on here. The magic of Skype. Let's hope he answers. We're a little late. Yeah, right. Sorry, Gordy. Will he answer? Gordy, where are you, buddy? We just built you up. Hello? Gordy! How you doing? Good, my man. How are you? It is Mike and the Bob. What's up, Gordy? How you doing, brother? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Good, good. And then also an audience of tens of thousands around the world listening to this conversation. Not live, 
but uh, right in, in the know, near future. In the near future, they'll be on. And we just actually we introduced you, we built you up, and we talked about your dramatic lifestyle change. And we wanted to have a little oh, deeper yeah. conversation about what you've done so far. So first, I mean, I'm looking at your photos, man. You mm. fucking look incredible right now. Oh, I, I appreciate it. And actually, uh, since I sent that to you guys about a month ago, I've actually, I weighed in yesterday. It's about five pounds even lighter. So I'm still on the downward trend, which is a good thing. You're so I haven't... Uh, I haven't fallen in love with myself yet, I guess. So what? what is that, 100 and, 117 pounds total now? Yeah, yeah, just about. Um, pretty, uh, obviously pretty excited about it. Um, you know, something I had to do, man, and, you know, I was looking kind of for an inspiration and looked into your books and all that stuff. That's kind of what did it for me. So let's go back to day one when, when we're 333-pound Gordy. What was going on in life, and what, how were you living truly? And, and let's be honest, because you can actually help save some lives right now through your story. What was going on, and what were you doing to get there? Well, you know, just to kind of give you guys a – it'll be a little bit longer uh, Go than ahead. probably you want. But Yeah, no, feel free. A, you know, I was an offensive lineman, played in the ACC at Virginia. Um, so, obviously, bigger is better to a point. Um, played it around 285, 290. I had been up to 305 playing, but I felt my best and I was lighter. Um, you know, and when you're that size, I mean, it's pretty much eat whatever you want as long as you can keep going and you're strong. Um, so after that, I became a graduate assistant at Virginia. Um, you know, still love to work out, love to run, do all that stuff. I love training. I always have. Um, but when I became a graduate assistant, I got my master's. I mean, as a GA, what you call in the football profession, you're going to become a coach someday, but I'd be working 20, 21 hours a day sometimes in the season, you know, drawing plays, breaking down film, all that stuff. Um, so, you know, you talk about after researching it, you know, no nutrition, all that stuff, kind of all the factors for gaining weight, you know, and, you know, gaining fat, all that stuff. So I was eating bad. You know, they provided us with breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It wasn't good food. Um, no time really to work out. No sleep. You know, just everything you can imagine. Uh, that was bad. And then I uh, got a job, my first full-time job in New York City. <laughs> so you can imagine, you know, the great food there. All meals are paid for. So before you know it, um, I was up to the 3.30. And at one time, I had been trained in MMA. That's kind of how I had heard of you, Mike, is through those circles, just following the UFC and all that stuff. Um, and, you know, I'd gotten down to 255, was training a lot with that, and then couldn't anymore because of my schedule. You know, New York City, obviously, no training, no working out. Before you knew it, I was 3.33 or 3.38, whatever it was. And kind of my, what I like to call my come-to-Jesus moment, whatever it was that I need to do something, was when I was bent over trying to tie my shoe, and I was so out of breath. And I used to be able to run three, four miles at 280 pounds, like, no problem. That's when I knew I had a pro- you know, I had an issue on my hands. I needed to do something. Um, so that's kind of my background, and that's where I kind of started. And the first thing I did was start training just working out a lot, trying to run. And I did lose some weight, but the nutrition just wasn't there. I still ate really bad. Um, still drank, you know, too much, uh, soda, sugary stuff, all that. Um, and then when I got here to where I'm at now, Virginia military Institute, I really kind of what changed it for me was I was starting to work out. What else can I do? I was trying to get my players to lose some weight. And I kind of looked at myself in the mirror and said, well, you know, if I don't do it, why are they going to believe me? So that's what really got me started on this whole kick. I bought your books, bought all your stuff, and started following that. And this is last year. So that's kind of where I am now. 
So it's been approximately a year that you've lost 117 pounds. Just about, yeah, definitely over. It was definitely over 100 because I didn't know how high I got. I went from 338 down to 300, um, working out lifting. And then the season came and I was working a ton. I don't know how heavy I got back again. And then um, just started doing the nutrition, all that stuff. And definitely over 100 though since that picture I got sent you, which I think was from uh, March 30th, exactly a year. So I'd gone from my first weigh-in at 305 to. Um, you know, or 305, whatever it was, to 226, and now I'm 219. Wow. Um, and my highest was about 338. Yep. So, hey, big change. Big do, change. During this time, what do you mm-hmm. see? What's, you know, let's just kind of say, what's the biggest aspect of your success over the last year? If you had to choose just one part of what's a, you know, it, it's, a, it's a big process, but what's the most important piece, we would say? I think for me, the most important thing was um, I found something for me, which is your books that I believed in, that I was interested in, and I kind of what I tell my guys: you got to draw a line in the sand. You can't keep talking about it. You got to do it. And reading those books, um, I kept telling myself, "Oh, I'll start the nutrition, um, you know, after spring practice, you know, to be a 15 practice or after recruiting, so I'm on the road for a month." And finally, like I said, just that I had that moment. I just drew the line and said, "No, you got to do it now." Or else you're going to keep making excuses. So it's just, you know, finally deciding that this is what I'm going to do. And like you said, lifestyle. Yep. Um, and I changed it right there. And I've been doing it for over a year now. It's been great. So it's, it, it, we always point to it, it's accountability. It's actually yeah, exactly. doing it. And, I, and today, actually, I, I, I tweeted something that I, I do put mm-hmm. out there quite often the, a goal without a deadline is simply a dream. There's so many right. things that we want to do, we want to accomplish. I, I want this, I'm going to that. But until you mm-hmm. actually start doing it and taking those daily steps every day, every decision, you're just bullshitting mm-hmm. yourself. You're lying to yourself. There's, so you actually found the point that you started to do it. Yeah, there's no doubt. And the one thing, and I tell my players this, my college coach used to tell me every day, or he told the whole team, the worst thing you can do in this business is fool yourself. And until you stop fooling yourself, you know, you'll keep making excuses and everything else. So that's kind of, I, I was fooling myself, thinking I was healthy, thinking it didn't matter. And that's what kind of changed it for me. Exactly. Um, you know, and kind of like you mentioned a goal, that was kind of the thing I did for myself on March 30th or whatever it was. I said, all right, I'm three, whatever I am right now. I'm going on a trip with my father to go on a fishing trip up in British Columbia um, on July 4th. That's when we leave. I, my goal was I want to be 260. You know, because the latest I ever was when I was training MMA and stuff was 255. So I want to get to 260. And the day we left, I was, I think, 243. I mean, I had crashed that way before even um, I got on my trip. So I was pretty excited about that. I just kept it going. So you're a pretty pretty busy guy. Now, a lot of people, their excuses, the wolf ticket they sell themselves is, well, man, I can't eat well. I'm just too busy. I can't exercise. I'm too busy. You're just as busy yeah. as anyone else. Yeah. Tell me and, about and, and how the, you, you implemented it. Oh. Yeah, and that's the thing for me. You know, like uh, we're about to have our last two spring practices here tomorrow and Saturday. And then for the next three weeks, I'm going to be traveling on the road every day. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things where I just, you know, I pack my stuff. I plan early. I find a place where I can get a workout in, even if it's just running on the road at a hotel I'm at if they don't have a good gym. And, you know, and like I tell myself, and I tell my players every day, no excuse, get it done. You know, um, I'm not worried about anything else except what I want to get done. And if I make excuses, there's always going to be something there that I, 
I can't accomplish what I want. You know, whether it's professionally or you know, personal life, life, in terms of the weight loss and working out and stuff. So, um, you know, like we said, accountability mindset. And then also a lot of them, for me, it's pre-planning because I may have a bunch of flights to take in a week. Um, you know, go in the sheets to go to the bathroom and you get gas in your rental car. Do not look at the food. Or if you do get something, get a fruit and a water, you know, yep. all that stuff. So you bought in, man. Yeah, absolutely. You got to. If you're not completely bought in, there's, there's no point, you know, because uh, you're not going to get the results you want. Now, you got something, Bob? Yeah, now, now that you've, you know, pretty much shattered your goal and obviously you're continuing to make progress, what's the one thing that keeps you going? Because a lot of people, after they hit their goal or they reach their weight loss point, they're just like, they're satisfied. And then they go and they pick up whatever that is going to make them kind of revert back to their old self. So what kind of separates right. you, you know, your choices now from, you know, kind of leaping back to where you were? Right. You know, I think the first thing for me is I really believe in it now. And honestly, like, I like the way I look, I like the way I feel. Um, I'll go play basketball now two, three times a week and I feel great. I'll play eight straight games and not even be that tired. Um, then I'll go play that night. Whereas when I was heavier, you know, I'd play one game and I'd be so out of shape and everything else. You know, I couldn't believe it. Cause I always felt I was a high energy guy out on the court or, you know, whatever I was doing working out wise. Um, so now I just really enjoy all the workouts, pushing myself. And then I kind of see it as a challenge too, just, you know, eating right, keeping it up. Um, you know, and to me, the big thing is I always tell myself lifestyle because I didn't want to be the guy that lost all the weight and then gained it back because I'd reached my goal and then that was that. It was over. I, you know, I wanted, I wanted a mindset to keep it going. And to me, that's why I was telling myself lifestyle. Yeah, it's so. funny that before uh, we brought you on, we actually kind of teed off your story with the story mm -hmm. of, of Allie Vincent, who was the season five winner of The Biggest Loser, where she ironically okay. lost 112 pounds during her journey. And now she's put all that weight back on and had a very public kind of, not a meltdown, but a social media post right. talking about depression and just, you know, self-loathing because of, you know, she feels so bad having put all the weight on and she just doesn't know what to do. So she went and she joined Weight Watchers, which of course right. is, is just a silly step and it's a quick fix fed band-aid mm -hmm. of processed food and again, more caloric deprivation. So, you, right. what you're doing right now, what we talk about is, is you, through our, our, our books, our products, our services, our content, we try and educate the mm -hmm. public, educate you on how to, to live and optimally fuel yourself mm -hmm. without really right. needing to be on our products. We don't need you enrolled in a monthly service where we have to put you on a scale every week to say, Gordy, come on, you need to pay us $49 a week to keep you locked in and you need to buy our microwave food. You know, we need $300 from you there. Otherwise you're not going to lose that weight. We don't believe in that right. shit. We want to teach you yeah. everything we know so you can live the life that's best for you to achieve your goals. Now tell us a little bit Absolutely. about your food. What are you eating right now? Kind of impress the audience with the type of meals that you're eating while continuing yeah. to lose weight. Right. So I'm kind of in a pretty, I went off your cookbook originally. Um, the big thing I go off of now is I use your grocery list. Um, you know, and I just go through the store and I pretty much have it memorized now. But the, the one thing I really do is every morning, or really at night, I make my smoothie. So I'll throw in like a, you know, half cup or whatever it is, blueberries, strawberries, raspberries, spinach, you know, organic almond milk. Sometimes I'll throw some almond butter in there. And I make that that night. Um, and I have it for myself in the morning with a, you know, I have coffee with coconut oil and uh, green tea with honey. And then my, our football office is about a mile from my condo. So I run into work every morning. I like guess the first thing I do right away. 
um, in my routine. And then um, I pack all my meals. Like I have apples and oranges and bananas always sitting in my office. Like something fruit-wise, it's healthy. So if I'm really hungry, I can eat a load of it and I'm not worried um, about anything bad. And then my uh, lunch and dinner, you know, I keep it on the three meal kind of cycle just because that's what I've always done. I'm used to it forever. Yep. Um, is uh, I have a big mix kind of, it's a variation of your uh, sumo stir fry. Kind of I mixed up a bunch of stuff. I have a bunch of different, you know, chia seeds, hemp seeds, flax seeds, peppers that I cut up, onions and mushrooms. Um, I put tomato in there, avocado. Uh, I just kind of experiment with different stuff, cook that all up. And then because I come home late a lot in terms of I'm always watching film or doing recruiting stuff, I get home around 9, 10 o'clock at night. And then all that stuff's ready for me. The next day I can just scoop it out. So I make a batch of it about every four or five days when I'm doing heavy work. And then on weekends I cook my own meals right out of your cookbook. But my big, like, the protein for me is uh, I'm, I'm fortunate enough that my dad, is a uh, very avid big game hunter. He loves hunting. That's what he does. I go with him when I can. If, you know, my big thing is fishing and we catch all this stuff and he sends me all the meat down or I go up and get it. Cause they live in New Jersey and I'm in Virginia right now. Um, and I'll go up and get it once in a while. If I go see him on a weekend and my meat consists of either salmon, some kind of fish like striped bass, fluke, something white fish. Um, and then I have venison. Uh, he's, he's got antelope. I've used that. I've used moose. I've used elk. I mean, pretty much anything you can think of, I've used as my protein, and then I throw some beans in there as well. So, and that's pretty much the, what's consistent for me. Um, it's been great, you know, but that's, I just put it in Tupperware containers, take it into my book bag when I run in, cook it at certain times when I get a break, and that's how I do it. It's so easy, so simple. And for those listening, they're like, oh, you know, I don't have time for that. And that's. Mm-hmm bullshit because the average yeah. person waits i think it's they wait 12 minutes just to order their food in a fast food situation that you know sitting in a drive-thru by the time they you know get in line to the time they actually receive that bag of shit it takes 12 minutes right. just in that piece alone if they're doing that two and three times a day it takes me th- literally 30 minutes to do meal prep when i'm really cooking oh, in yeah. bulk i'll cook a few pounds of a wild wild caught meat at the same time i'll throw you know and, and baked potatoes in the oven i'll throw shit six mm-hmm. or ten of those in at the same time i'll boil up some quinoa boil up some rice you know so i'll have a few cups six eight cups of each because it's brandy and i and and then you know we'll have we eat a lot of our veggies fresh but we'll also steam some you know we'll uh, steam some of mm-hmm. asparagus some broccoli some carrot we'll do a medley you know that takes literally that whole process takes 30 minutes by the time i start to the time that everything's done and it's taken off the the, the burners but then that's two, three, sometimes four days worth of food that we yeah. kind of we, we Tupperware if we need it. But also every day when we have time, we like to make food freshen in the moment too. A lot of our snacks mm-hmm. like apples and oranges and avocados, blueberries, ra- raspberries, strawberries, cashews, hazelnuts, um, almonds. You know, we have those that are grab and go all day long. Pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds, chia, hemp seeds. Greek yogurts. I mean, there's so many daily in the moment snacks. I mean, the breakfast bowl takes me literally, I, I said this before, two minutes a day to make, and it's fucking uh, amazing. So your total food prep time is minimal compared to what you're able to do with that food and how far it really lasts. But the progress right. that it's given you is just yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, there's no doubt. And I mean, I'll give you, for example, last night, you know, I'm about to go traveling for three weeks. So I had a late night in the office, walked home 10, 30, 11 o'clock, 
made my shake, which took literally five minutes. So I was ready for breakfast. And then I just have a big serving spoon so I can measure out my stuff. I had a big Tupperware, measured out my two Tupperware containers for lunch and dinner, you know, and then my snacks are always in my office. It, it was literally, you know, with, with the shake and everything else, 15 minutes tops. And then I got right in bed and went to sleep. I mean, it's that quick. Um, and then to cook everything, probably half hour, you know, so easy. Yeah, it's, that's awesome. I mean, your story is so amazing. Now, beverages, what are you drinking most of the day? Um, I drink a ton of black coffee. That's yeah. my drink of choice. I'm drinking uh, it right now. That's one thing. Even if I had to give it up, I probably couldn't. And <laughs> I get made fun of in the office for it. That and, that and water, pretty much. That's all I have. And then once in a while, you know, if I go out to dinner or something uh, with somebody once in the blue moon, I may have like a, a light beer or something. But other than that, it's water and coffee. And that's it. That's it, and that's and you, you had mentioned green tea uh, a couple times. Yeah, sorry, the green tea as well. Yeah, that's my normal thing. I don't think about it, but yeah, that's that's the third the third piece. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. But, um, yeah. And then sleep. Yeah, that's it. How much sleep are you getting? And the, um, shoot, right now I, mean, I try to get anywhere from if I'm lucky I'll get eight or nine. I try to get those on weekends and we're off. My man. Um, yep. When I'm working, probably six. I mean, I, and I. I've done all the sleep studies too, so I told my players that that improved performance. So believe me, I know I need eight, but sometimes it's five or six. But when I get a chance, I make sure I get eight and nine. So you make it a priority and you yeah. juggle life, and that's it's all of us. But mm-hmm. when we can find yeah. the time to get those few extra hours of uninterrupted sleep, it definitely helps and keeps it forward. And also getting to know you a little bit now, just talking to you, you're a really positive guy. Try to be. Try to be. I mean, that's the profession I'm in. Um, in terms of coaching, like, you know, you're coaching guys all the time. You got to make them believe. Um, you got to be honest with them, too. You can't fool them. But, you know, I always try to be positive because if you're not, you can let a lot of things weigh you down, you know? Sure. And so, so you're the offensive line coach at the Virginia Military Institute. Yep, that's correct. That's What's correct. the so, age of the players oh, sorry, under guys. your guidance? Um, I mean, the guys I have, I mean, they got a lot on their plate. They're great kids. Um, my first thing I did when I came How old are they? Was, you know, we need to... They're, they're, oh, I'm sorry. They're anywhere from college age. So, like, okay. my youngest guy's probably 17. My oldest is, like, 22. Yeah. So it's kind of a, a about a five-year range. Like, my fifth-year guys are about 22 years old. Um, and then the young the young kids coming in uh, for a training camp in August, like, their first-year college, they'll be 17, 18 years old. Yeah, and that's... So you are in a powerful position as a, a mentor to these... And it's a male school? I mean, and you're a football um, coach. So it's about 10% female, 10% female. Those poor um, girls. Predominantly male, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but uh, you're in such a powerful position as a mentor to these young men on the field, on your team, under your care, to really help mm-hmm. them shape and change their lives. Now, have you seen, and we've, we just started a nonprofit organization this year that's dedicated to eradicating childhood obesity and eating disorders. And what we're seeing is the education of the parents is paramount to changing the lifestyle of the children. The kids that you're seeing coming into school now, are you seeing just really poor eating habits and lack of nutritional education when they get on the field? Because they're elite athletes. They're playing at the college level. What's their level of nutrition education at this point? Their nutritional education is extremely low. Um, You know, and especially at my position, because, you know, it's all about the magic number to everyone for some reason is uh, 300 pounds to play a line. Um, and I don't see it that way. To me, it's about body mass. Like, I want a certain body fat. 
whatever your weight is, um, that's what I'd want you at because that's kind of what you can be your most efficient at um, in terms of O-line. But, yeah, the nutritional knowledge, uh, they just they don't know. And, you know, they're young kids, and I was the same way. I didn't want to know either. I wanted to eat whatever I could eat. And, you know, sugar tastes better than something healthy sometimes, which I don't necessarily agree with now that uh, I got off all the processed and sugary stuff. Um, you know, I think fruit tastes just as good, if not better. But um, just learning all that, and that's kind of one of the big things I've tried to do here is, you know, when I got in and I started this whole plan and started my study, you know, the first thing they told me, because, you know, military school, we have a mess hall, so, you know, you eat three meals a day and all that. And, oh, coach, there's nothing good to eat. There's nothing good to eat. So, you know, I, I finally I went in there and I had my I had the book with the grocery list of all the approved foods, and we went I went through with a bunch of them, guys, so I thought I needed to lose weight. And, um, you know, there's plenty of great stuff there. There's protein, there's the salad bar. You know, they got plenty of great stuff for them. It's just, you know, they didn't see that as good food. They they wanted the the fried, the chicken nugget. On a chicken nugget day, it was a great day. Yeah. You know, and all that, and you know, trying to curb that uh, that 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 belief or that knowledge or that love of that stuff, it it, it can be tough because they're young and headstrong, just like I was, as we all were at one point in time. But um, you know, I've had some guys drop about twenty pounds. Beautiful. And sure enough, you know, they're just as strong. They set the record, you know, for their certain uh, weight group, you know, in terms of the weight room in the off season, and they're 20 pounds lighter. Their back feels better, you know, their ankles feel better, so they're starting to see results. How's their performance? You know, their time. performance enhanced with with the newfound, uh, you know, weight journey. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, and just uh, like I was telling you, the one guy he broke uh, broke the record for uh, hang clean and. You know, when I got here, he was in the 280s, and now he's in the 260s. Wow. Um, you know, and his, his hand clean went up, I think it was 30-some pounds. You know, his bench went up, his squat went up, but he's 20 pounds lighter. You yeah. know, there's definitely a correlation there. So how, um, many, how many guys are on your team? How many players? Uh, right now we've got, because this is spring practice, because um, all the seniors are gone, I think we've got about 70, 70 to 75. Wow. And then in August, when the team reports for training camp, we'll have 95. Wow. What we'd like yep. to do is we'd like to send you out a, a box of college diet guides so you can give awesome. one to each member of the team. Um, yeah, and then I'd love to. There'll be no excuse because they'll have the education in their hands of how to eat on a college campus, how to eat in the dorm without the ability to really cook, how to eat when they do move into an apartment situation, when they have the kitchen, grocery list, shopping guides, budgets, hot plates, boiling pots, um, even how to, quote, grocery shop in the commissary or in the cafeteria, you know, which right. is what we tell them because there's lots of food that they can grab, throw them into a Ziploc bag or a Tupperware, and then bring home so they have multiple meals during the day. And uh, we'd like to send yeah. that to you to give it to no, them I, as I a really gift. Absolutely, brother. It'd be an honor and a pleasure to uh, yeah. you know, look after your kids and, well, and really help. Yeah, I bought your, and that was the thing for me when I was doing it, I was looking into it. And I'd known, I knew who you were, but I started looking into your books because I knew I wanted to make the change and all that. And really what sold me on your stuff was your college guide because for me, in terms of uh, going out on the road recruiting, I knew I needed something like that because all this stuff is great. But when I'm on the road, I'm flying like uh, my previous job, another uh, college I worked at, um, I was constantly traveling across the country. Yeah. You know, I'd spend one, do one day in South Jersey, one day in North Carolina, then I'd be in Boise, Idaho, take the red eye back and be in BC. 
So I knew I needed something that was kind of like that college lifestyle book where, you know, all the little tricks, what can you do? Because I wasn't always going to have a home base for a month at a time. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what really sold me on all your products or, you know, on your books. That's, and, and it's funny because, you know, we have a similar life as much as the travel that we do. And you could see, yeah, and probably you're reading it, you know, when you're going through the motions of living that hotel life, you could see right. it's actually pretty easy to stay, you know, on a proper meal plan, no matter where in the world you are. I've been on every continent and dozens of countries. I've never had a problem following our principles. And a lot of that wisdom right. is put into the college diet guide. So we make it simple. A lot of the other, you know, meal plan mm-hmm. diet programs out there, they make make this too complex, too complicated. We just boil it down to the basic principles and then it comes to being accountable. You can choose yep. to order a grilled chicken breast with no seasoning and no sauce. And some, you know, fresh or um, you know, lightly sauteed in water, green vegetables or steamed or in a, a clean burning baked potato, rice, quinoa, something simple. No matter where you are in the yep. world, you can get that meal. No problem. You don't have to order the fucking cheeseburger and french fries or the, the pasta Absolutely. primavera and, and penne vodka sauce or, you know, whatever the hell's out there. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. And, I mean, it's not like, in my mind, I thought it was going to be a lot harder than what it was. But, I mean, you can find something halfway decent for you anywhere. Um, no matter where it is, you just got to gotta know and you got to want to do it. Um, that's it. That's what I kind of keep going back to. But, you know, the same thing, I'll kind of give a shout out to the guys I work with. But we've had a bunch of guys even now who kind of did it at the same time with me. Um, like I, our defensive line coach, he dropped about 60 pounds. Wow. You know, um, in the same amount of time, our uh, our wideouts coach, who he's kind of he's my roommate, lives in the same condo as me. He's uh, he started following the Dolce principles. He read the one book, and he's dropped about fifteen twenty. And he's you know he's a bit he was already pretty uh, thin guy. Like he didn't he wasn't going to drop as much as us. And we got another guy who's dropped uh, recruiting end of early February. He's you know same kind of thing. He's uh, got two kids, so obviously really busy with our you know time schedule as well. And he dropped twenty some pounds. Um, so, I mean, a lot of guys are doing it, different walks of life, different family situations. Like, I'm a single guy, so it's a lot easier for me to do it than a guy with two, two little kids, but he's still dropping 20, you know, um, just because he's working out and making the right decisions and going from there. And the thing that also helps us do is, you know, our head coach, he was, uh, went to the Air Force Academy, played football there, and he's big into all of it, too, eats well, and he's like, all right, 1130, we're all going to work out. You know, it's your workout time. You know, you can't stay late, can't work during that time you're working out. So he's been a major help to everyone as well. So we got a lot of guys here kind of buying into the same thing. Great. Makes it a lot easier too. Yeah, that's awesome, Gordon. Good job, brother. Um, Kind of touching back on your your story a little bit, can you shed a little light, maybe debunk some of the kind of financial standpoint of, you know, being on a diet compared to eating on the road and kind of eating at will of whatever you want compared to being structured and pre-planning and making choices? Right. Yeah. Um, the thing I did, like, because I just kind of give you a background of our recruiting area. Like, I have a local um, area as well as a, um, like, an out-of-state area. So I recruit about two hours away in Richmond, Virginia, from where we are here. And uh, I cook everything. I try to cook everything for the week, and I take it with me. And when I stay in a hotel, I put it in the fridge. So my costs are about the same thing. Um, you know, costs are about the same thing as they always would be whether I'm home or not, even though I'm on the road. Um, Cause all my cooking's done for the most part. Um, and really compared to what I was working at a uh, travel time, I lived in New York city. 
You're a little broken up there, Gordy. Yeah, you're breaking up a little bit. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I'm at, we're out here in the mountains, and there's a pretty heavy wind right now. Okay. I'm outside, so let me try to get out of the wind for you guys a little bit, but uh, um, where I get the best service around here. So excuse me on that. But, no worries. Uh, no, in terms of, uh, you guys can hear me a little bit better now. Yeah. In terms of, um, you know, my last job when I was just buying food all the time, going out to eat, I mean, my food costs, I would be spending more money on food than the meal per diem I would get. Um, if that makes sense per day, like we got something like $50 per day meal per diem. And now here, this new job, I have a same, I have a little bit lower meal per diem and I actually make money on it because I've cooked my own food and I'm saving a lot of money. So it's, it's helped me, uh, monetarily as well as, uh, help. So it's a major plus to make your own food. And then when I go somewhere out of state, um, I'll usually stop somewhere real quick and find some stuff that I can either cook up on my own in the hotel room or stuff that doesn't need to be cooked, and then I just make it work um, for, you know, make it work, and then seeds, things like that, I may not be able to find it. Just bring with me in a bag. Yeah. It's pretty easy, I think. Yeah, I, I love it. And, you know, as you remember in College Diet Guide, we actually teach you, teach you how to eat six full meals a day for less than $50 a week, which... I mean, that's what, $6, $7 a day? $7 a day is what yeah. it works out to be to have six full meals a day. Mm-hmm. And that's, they're pretty damn yeah. tasty. And it's funny because we actually, before we wrote the book, we had a, a group of college kids actually do this in different parts of the country. And they were all coming right. in, I mean, really between 30 and $40. But, you know, we wanted to say at mm-hmm. less than 50 to, to just be factually accurate and not to, you know, right. um, you know cross right. any, 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 ethical lines and such the people don't realize right, how absolutely. easy it is i mean when you buy it you're, you're buying quinoa in bulk or chia seeds in bulk or you know cashews or almonds in bulk when you're buying those foods that don't go bad but they're still fresh and healthy and real you're saving so mm-hmm. much money and especially i mean you have the benefit of getting wild caught meat from a local source i mean from your dad that's fucking phenomenal but there's lots of yeah. hunters co-ops out there that these hunters are mm-hmm. happy to unload, you know, a few pounds, right. a few dozen pounds, sometimes hundreds of pounds, much less mm-hmm. than you'll actually spend in the supermarket because they're happy to just Absolutely. go out there and their fridges and freezers are already overblown and stocked so they can make a couple hundred dollars by selling, you know, a, you know, a, a few dozen pounds of the, the best meat in the world. Oh, there's, there's no doubt. I mean, there's nothing leaner. And, you know, I get my, my dad's a big hunter, and he doesn't want to waste anything on the animal. You know, I think it's the ethical way to do it. Yeah. You know, you're, you're killing it for a reason, you know, um, not just for the sport or anything. So he loves the fact that I eat it all the time because now uh, if it's not sitting there in a the freezer and they it take them forever to eat it all or, you know, they never want to go back. Now I eat so much of it that they're pretty, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're right on target too, and he can't wait for fishing season to really get going in hunting season because he's uh, – you know, he's running out fast. He's kind of complaining to me the other day, but it's a good reason, you know. Absolutely. And that's what you want. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, now, the, the kind of you know to, to to wind this up, is there any information that you can share to people listening right now that are where you were just before you started? Yeah. Um, gosh, the one thing would be just um, you know you kind of for me it was um, like I, I said before, the line in the sand. You gotta have that moment, you know. Even if it may be a little embarrassing, I guess you know it's kind of a tough love thing, but. 
you know, there's got to be a point where you just say enough is enough. And until you hit it, I just think it's going to be status quo for you. And uh, for me, like I told you the story, I was bending over to tie my shoe and I was, you know, sucking wind. I mean, I couldn't, could hardly breathe. Like I'd run up a flight of stairs, um, you know, and that's, and I knew, I knew, I knew I was out of shape. I knew I was in bad health. Everything else. I knew all that, but it took that, just that little moment for me to finally realize I need to do something. Um, and you know, whatever that was like for me, it was my own health for other people. It's been, you know, they want to stay healthy for, you know, they have kids, see them grow up, whatever it is. Just for me, it's just, you got to find that. It's that one, like kind of touchstone moment that clicks for me. And that's what did it. Um, and you know, it's okay sometimes to be a little embarrassed, you know, just like you said, talk about being accountable. Hey, accountable. This is all on me. There's no excuses uh, as to why, you know, there's no outlying factors. You know, my job is my job. Everyone's pretty much got one. Yep. You know, where you have time taken up, you got to manage time. Um, draw that line in the sand and find that moment that makes you change your mindset. Absolutely. Um, so I love it. That's kind of my advice. Gordy, you are are so freaking inspirational, brother. I'm extremely proud of you. So happy to see the lifestyle change that you've made, but even more so excited because I know the impact that you're going to have on the hundreds of young men that come through your system. I mean, literally thousands of lives you personally will directly influence as a result of your individual lifestyle change, not including the 50,000 people listening to you on this podcast right now. So literally we could say that you individually could be responsible for hundreds of thousands of lifestyle changes for the better because of the association, the couple of hundred or so kids a year that come through your system, they have a mom, a dad, a brother, a sister, another teammate, a friend, that individual is going to directly affect 10 other people around them. The results are just exponential and they are massive. And it all started with you with that one moment in life where you said, you know what, today's the day. This is the day yep. I stand up and I make a fucking change. And every day thereafter, you've committed, you've stayed accountable, and you kept taking those small baby steps forward every day. And now here you are, 117 pounds down in just over a year's time and continuing to set goals and make change and keep marching forward into life. I can't wait to see you come summertime and then come fall and then this time again next year. And we'll keep getting getting you back on the show because I want to hear the progress that you're making and just keep reinvigorating the audience with your story. Yeah, I, I, well, I really appreciate you guys having me on. And, you know, I just kind of wanted to change myself, but also to be the light for a lot of the guys who I think needed it that I was just coaching. It's a room of about 13 guys right now. And um, just awesome that these guys are going to get this stuff. And, you know, I just really, the way this started, I just emailed you to thank you for it. Really. I didn't, necessarily even want the the accolades or anything it's just more of a thank you and i'm glad i got to come on and if it helps someone it's great and like i tell my players you know i said listen fellas like you know you can be a great player and all that stuff and and i'll be really happy for you if that's what you want but there's two things that i'm going to harp on in this room that are more important than anything else and number one is your your academics okay you got to do great in school you got to try to be the best you can in school and then the number two is your nutrition, okay, especially for offensive linemen because you can balloon up to 400 pounds like nothing yeah. if you eat everything in sight. And the, the two reasons I harp on that, you know, in their personal lives more so than anything else, football aside, is because those are the two things they're going to carry with them the rest of their life. They're great because those are their jobs, you know, their money to provide for their family and everything else. And then the nutritional part of it, just so they stay healthy and they can live a long, healthy life. And so those, to me, are like the two most important. And then 
once those things are taken care of and those are off their mind, then we can get to the football and become a great player too. Absolutely. So that's kind of how I see it. And through proper yeah. nutrition and lifestyle management, we will actually help extend, or this this process will help extend their career through collagen production, through muscle protein synthesis, through increased anabolism growth of muscle tissue, through increased bone density. I mean, there's so many attributes to a healthy lifestyle that athletes don't consider, especially combat athletes, which I, I put football players into that group of combat athletes. They're crashing their bodies at high rates of velocity at very odd, unexpected angles, you know, into another, you know, two, three hundred pound highly trained individual, what, you know, 40 plus times per game. The incidence of injury, as we all know, is so high. So having a properly balanced nutrient profile lifestyle, that will only help solidify their body and enhance their career. Not just the, life, the longevity benefit, career extension. Mm -hmm. When, you know, who knows, maybe right. some of these the young men, they fulfill their career in school, maybe they pop, they go to the big leagues, who knows. But at least they'll walk to yeah. the next phase of life healthy. They won't be looking towards knee replacements and hip replacements and back surgeries and neck issues and, 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 and shoulder cuff issues and all these other issues that we know 5, 10, 15 years after the football career ends, a lot of these athletes are facing some kind of serious changes um, or, or serious considerations as a result of that. So really, really, really exciting stuff. Gordy, man, it, it has been so awesome having you on the show. You, you're, you're an excellent speaker. I can see why you are a, a leader and part of a, an institution uh, such that you are. And uh, we really want to make sure that we stay in touch and have you on. Bob will shoot you a message. He'll get the address and we'll make sure we send them, you know, a couple boxes of college diet guy out for you uh, just to pass on to the players. And uh, we're always here for you guys if you need anything in the future just know that we're here supporting you well i really appreciate it thank you for having me on and uh, more importantly thank you for the help and everything else and the support it's, it's meant a lot and uh definitely changed my life if nothing else so thank you again absolutely brother we'll be talking soon gordy thank you so much good talking bro absolutely have a good day guys yeah man Bye. how awesome huh what an amazing guy i consider myself a pretty positive guy but that just you know Kind of ignited me. I'm like, man, what can I go do to better myself? Yeah. Fucking gourd, man. That was great. Yeah, right? I mean, that's really what it is. I'm motivated right now hearing his story. I mean, God, he was 333 pounds. For those of you that are 20 or 40 or 60 pounds overweight, you know how that feels. You feel tired. You feel slow. You feel sluggish. Gordy was over 100 pounds overweight. Maybe 120 pounds overweight, 130. He's down 117 already, and he's still going. His after pictures look fucking amazing. Crazy. He yeah. looks amazing right now. He looks 10 years younger, too. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It really does, yeah. So everyone listening, take Gordy's story, take his example, and right now, immediately, today, implement it into your life. What can you do right now to make your life better? What excuse have you been telling yourself for the last week, month, year, decade that has been stopping you from achieving your goals, the goals that you know you deserve, you know you can attain if you simply make one small change, one small tweak today and tomorrow we make one more and the next day we make just one more and every day we start making these small little lifestyle changes that accumulate into massive success in time 
And that success becomes exponential. Gordy's first goal was just to get down to 260. And he smashed that and got down to 249. Now here he is at two, 217. 217. Two, yeah, 217, I think he said. 219. Two, well, he, he's down 117 pounds. Yeah, boom. Whatever that number is. He's smashing it, killing it. It makes me super, super excited. So, Gordy. Samus, thank you so much, brother. Um, I know this show is that uh, we're starting to run long. We got to get back to work here at the Dolce Diet Center. Um, we want to tell you guys, of course, about our My Diet program. If you want to work with one of our registered dietitians to create your own personalized eight week lifestyle program, every meal, every ingredient, every recipe complete with grocery list consultations with your personal dietitian before the meal plan starts, and then bi-weekly on the phone or Skype face-to-face if you'd like, unlimited email communication, and you can call our office any day, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. We're sitting here waiting for you to call. If you have any challenges in your life, just give us a holler. That's two four-week meal plans updated every four weeks during the eight-week period. Go to Dolce Diet Shop dot com and sign up for the my diet program if you want to get that first step if you want to change your life if you're truly motivated and ready to make the change we are here to help you you know we know how to do it we can do it and we will make that walk with you and ensure you have all the support you need to get going so dolce.shop.com Check that out. Also, ladies and gentlemen, July 8th, 9th, and 10th at the MGM Signature Tower in Las Vegas, we have the Dolce Diet Certified Coaches Course. If you want to become affiliated with the number one health and fitness brand in professional sports, that's right. You can become a Dolce Diet Certified Coach starting with our Level 1 Nutrition Counselor which is July 8th, 9th, and 10th in Las Vegas. It is a three-day course, Friday night, all day Saturday, and then Sunday morning. It is set conveniently during International Fight Week, and it is set around weigh-ins fight day, so you're not going to miss any of the major events that you want to go see. We have this course down to a science. And speaking of science, this is a college-level course with college-level curriculum. We are focused on nutrition and dietetics, teaching you everything you know to educate the population on proper nutrition practices, but also teaching you as an entrepreneur and as a professional, how can you grow your business? If you're a personal trainer, if you're already a registered dietitian, if you're a MMA gym owner or any gym owner, if you're working in the health or fitness field, this is also an entrepreneur's course teaching you how to build your business under the backdrop and with the association of our brand from social media, branding and marketing, tax liabilities, the sales funnel, how to actually create leads and close sales, the initial and follow-up consultations, how to sit down with a client and ask the right questions in an authoritative yet supportive manner. Also, we cover motivation. We teach you how to get motivated, how to stay motivated, how to change other people's lives, and by doing so, how to change your own life, how to change your own net worth as a result of that. This is an income-generating certification. 
The DDCs currently working alongside the Dolce Diet are making thousands of dollars every month through the program that we have set up. Because when you become a DDC, you are now in the Dolce Diet family, and our team of registered dietitians now go to work for you. They actually create the meal plans for yourself legally so you can go out and you can get your own clients where you become their nutrition counselor with all the hard, all the heavy lifting. All the meal plans are created by my team of registered dietitians. So that's the Dolce Diet Certified Course, July 8th, 9th, and 10th in Las Vegas. Go to DolceDietShop.com to learn more. Reserve your spot, only limited to 50, and we're getting close. I think we have 10 spots left at this point. And if you sign up now, you will actually save $200 off, which is our pre-registration price. And uh, I'm excited. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be talking serious smack helping you guys, motivating you, firing up. And uh, we, we, we have a couple guest speakers that will be coming in. I can't release any names just yet, but I'm uh, very excited as we're tightening that up. You will know who these individuals are. The Bob will be there. I'll be there. The Bob will be there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so maybe we'll have a... I think we just had a decrease in everyone. attendance. Uh, canceling. Yeah. Little brother support group. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, everybody. We want to thank Onnit. We want to go to onnit.com slash Dolce and get that Dolce whey, our grass-fed whey protein isolate that is cold, processed, cross-flow, micro-filtered, 100% non-GMO with no added sugar. That's the Dolce Way on it.com slash Dolce. Also, make sure you check out our YouTube channel, our Instagram channel, our Twitter channel, and our Facebook. It's all at the Dolce Diet. Check it out. Make sure you're signed up. Become a member, and uh, you get hooked up with lots of really cool stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, I really appreciate. Oh, also Periscope. If you're not following us on Periscope, you're missing out on our impromptu Q&As, live Q&As. I usually do two or three a week. Every Sunday now, we're doing them. So definitely check us out on there. And live video, L-I-V-I-D-E-O. It's a free app you can download and uh, check out Daily Dolce on there. All sorts of stuff. And that's all free content, ladies and gentlemen. Free content to help you better your life. That's our goal is help you change your life. Anything else, Bob? Uh, I think we're good. I must say this uh, on it MCT oil is delicious. It's the bomb. Yeah. The vanilla is like totally changed my coffee experience. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it, it, it's awesome. That's good. On it.com slash Dolce. You will save 10% on the on it new MCT oil, which is awesome. We're, we're sipping on that vanilla all day long. Um, I love it. All right, guys, girls, we appreciate you all. And remember, don't count calories. Make calories count. Boom. Oh.